This is the God in All Things podcast, rooted in Ignatian spirituality and seeking the presence of God in the everyday. This is part two of three in our series, Being Christian. I've recently been trying to make it a habit to live life with more of an interior Christian disposition. But I ask myself, what does it mean to be Christian? I know people whose Christianity oozes from them. They shine with a kind of joy and love that touches everyone around them. They have an enthusiasm for life. It's more than their personality. It's an intentional choice of disposition. They choose to live a life of integrity and love that blesses others in their presence with dignity and kindness. How do they manage this? This coming Sunday, the church celebrates Pentecost, when after Jesus' ascension, the Holy Spirit descended onto the disciples like tongues of fire, and they all began to speak in different tongues. The scripture uses words like astounded and amazed. Those gathered are astonished, captivated, and animated. This is the beginning of an identity that will eventually become known as Christian. It took time for the Jesus movement to shift from an identity of a new kind of Judaism to something wildly different. The excitement and zeal that spilled out from the Pentecost scene, I believe, is the kind of zeal that ought to animate us as Christians. We need to be spirit-moved. This doesn't mean we can't experience sorrow or doubt or suffering. That's the reality of life. It means we allow the Spirit of God into our very beings and allow that Spirit to shape our disposition. St. Ignatius doesn't talk much about the Holy Spirit in the spiritual exercises, but he does speak about the good Spirit that comes from God. Here it needs to be more than a force in our lives that simply pushes us toward God in opposition of the evil Spirit. Those whose Christianity affects their disposition make a home for the Good Spirit, inviting it into their hearts. What's the fruit of this? The same fruits of the Spirit St. Paul writes about. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let us be guided by the Spirit Paul says. To live a Christian disposition, we can actually try and exercise these fruits in our daily interactions with others. Seek out opportunities to share love and kindness through a smile or eye contact. Choose to be gentle and patient in a frustrating moment. Have a manner of peace. The mark of a Christian disposition is love love others can see and feel. One of the best tools to bring ourselves to a Christian disposition I found is the Enneagram. The Enneagram is a personality model that groups all people into nine personality types. What's unique about the Enneagram compared to other personality models is that its purpose 
is to free us from our fears and compulsions. Each type is characterized by a particular motivation like truth, perfection, or faith, to name three of them. And the way you strive for that goal will manifest itself in negative or positive dispositions. Let me give you an example. Out of the nine types, I'm an eight, also known as the challenger. The eight's basic desire is to be in control and also strive for truth. At their best, and to use the Ignatian term consolation, eights use their courage to try to achieve their vision for the common good. They fight for justice and are natural leaders. At their worst, or in desolation, eights try to defy others to get their way. They can be combative and they do whatever they can to protect themselves. Each type, when they are in consolation or desolation, will tend to appear like another type. When in desolation, the eight moves toward the five and becomes insular and closes themselves off from others. When in consolation, the eight moves toward the two, also known as the helper, and are caring of others. Here's where the Enneagram helps us be freed from our worst selves. If the eight wishes to move toward consolation, its best self, or as this great book, The Enneagram, A Journey of Self-Discovery says, be redeemed from its compulsion and fear, it can take on the pride of the two, which is helping and caring. While Jesus confronted injustice like an eight would, he did it to help redeem people. The Enneagram is an extraordinarily helpful tool for self-examination that focuses us outward to the ways we engage one another. The book I mentioned, The Enneagram, A Journey of Self-Discovery, is written by three religious. It's the best book on the Enneagram I've ever read, and it even looks at the ways Jesus, the model of the perfect human, exhibits the healthy characteristics of all nine types. This way, the Enneagram becomes a tool for creating a healthy Christian disposition. Now, even though there are quizzes online, the best and most accurate way to determine your type is by reading about them. If you visit the post that companions this podcast at GodInAllThings.com, you'll find some resources and links to other books and tests online where you can learn more about the Enneagram and which type you are.